want to begin with a story. It's a real experience in a real family. Once upon a time, there was a little boy, and he was born with a song. He sang all the time. He sang while he was playing. He sang around the house. He sang in church. And he sang at school. One day, he was singing at school and his teachers recognized his talent. And so they began to work with him and teach him songs and even little dances to go with the songs. A great opportunity came to the school and the community. The little boy was to travel to the big city and audition to become the song and dance partner of Shirley Temple. Now, some of you may not really know who Shirley Temple is. But in the 1930s and 40s, she was a child movie star with millions of fans. Everyone knew Shirley Temple. The day came for him to travel to the big city with his teachers. And the little boy, of course, was up early that morning getting dressed and sitting on the front porch dressed in his best, waiting on the teachers to come for him. Now, the little boy's parents were out of town, but his older brothers and sisters, who were so excited for him to have this opportunity, they helped him get dressed, and they were all waiting and excited but when the teachers arrived, the babysitter said, James will not be going. I don't think his parents would approve. The older brothers and sisters said, no, they know it's okay. James cried and the teachers begged, but the babysitter was adamant. James was not going. The little boy spent most of the day on the front porch, dressed in his best, with tears running down his cheeks. It was a day of no song for the little boy. We will come back to the little boy and just a little bit. Exodus 15.13 says, You in your mercy have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. Pastor Mel and Pastor Lisa, thank you for this opportunity to share the message God has given me for our church family. I will call it the path to the plan.
In this extended time of quarantine and isolation, have you looked around your house where you have an office set up to work remotely? A Zoom room created to become a schoolroom fulfilled the same duties every day at the same time, setting a routine to get through the days. And have you said to yourself and to the people around you, quietly and sometimes loudly, this can't be God's plan. After weeks of isolation, I had an out-of-town guest, and we decided we were going to be brave and go to Marshall's. So we put on our mask, and we waited in line to get in the store, and we took our time shopping, and then we stood in line. It was a line that wrapped all the way around the inside of the store because, hey, we were six feet apart. And when we finished and went outside and took off our mask, I was positively giddy. I had seen other people. I had laughed. I had exchanged conversation. And I said to myself, surely this is God's plan. That other, that can't be God's plan. Perhaps you've had a similar experience and questioned, how can this be God's plan? I don't pretend to know God's complete plan. I only know, and you only know, what he reveals to us day by day. But what if this is God's path to his plan Exodus 15 and 13 says, In your mercy, you lead the people you redeem, guided them with your strength. Well, all I know to do when I don't know what to do is what I've been taught to do go to the Word. I need to see how others live their lives while in a cocoon of isolation. I draw strength and instruction from their lives and their stories and their example. Let's start with the story of Joseph. We know it. He was placed in a pit and left all alone, isolated. He wondered if he would be rescued or would he be put to death. And then one day, he was lifted out of the pit. Freedom! Only to be shackled and sold to slave traders and taken to Egypt. Now, he was bought by Potiphar and it was not a bad life. It was some kind of freedom, but he was still a slave. And then he was falsely accused and thrown into prison. 
It was the path to the plan from the pit to Potiphar to prison to Pharaoh's house. I would like to read Genesis 45, 4, 5, 7, and 8. And Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me. It wasn't the brothers that put him on the path. But God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and a lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. In the depths of isolation and prison, God's plan that directed Joseph's feet on the path began to be clear. God's path is not always the path we desire our plan to walk, but it is the path to the plan. <laughs> Michael Bowen, a minister in our church, never dreamed that his path would take him to prison, but it was God's path to his plan. For in prison, he found Jesus. And Jesus started him on the path. He put him on a path to an amazing plan that has him traveling now to Africa to minister and to baptize many young people that he coached in football. God's path to Michael's plan. God's path to your plan. Esther, <laughs> and we all love the story of Esther. As I tell these stories, Perhaps you've had a similar experience and questioned, how can this be God's plan? I don't pretend to know God's plan for your life. But when we seek, He will show us that plan. Esther is the story 
the Cinderella story before Walt Disney told us the story of Cinderella. The path took the young girl into a strange land. She was in exile. Into a relative's home because she was an orphan. And then this exile and orphan became the queen of Susa. And the path took her into the palace. And there she lived in luxury and pampering, but sequestered. And always knowing that it didn't take much for a queen to be rejected and banished. But there was a path. God had placed her on a path. Why? And finally, <laughs> the, pa- the plan was revealed. The Jews were to be put to death, one and all. And then her uncle Mordecai said to her, For if you remain completely silent, these are his words found in Esther 4.14, silent at this time, relief and deliverance will come for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And she pondered those words and she humbled herself with fasting and prayer. And then she said, if I perish, I perish. And she walked into the throne room, not knowing if she would receive the favor of the king. But when he saw her, and God moved on his heart, and he lowered the scepter, and her people and her father's house were saved that day. Because she walked the path to God's plan. Now, we can't really look at the stories of the Old Testament and not talk about David. When David was just a young boy, he was anointed king of Israel. But he didn't walk straight into the throne room from the anointing. No, he was sent right back out to the pastures to tend the sheep, to kill a lion and a bear to save his lambs. He didn't know that God had placed them there to prepare him. And then one day, the path was taking him on an errand to the battlefield where Israel was fighting the Philistines, and he ended up face-to-face with Goliath. And I imagine him as he walked out onto the field saying, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, 
but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And he picked up a stone and he slung it around and let it go. Now some say it flew across that field with the velocity of a bullet fired from a forty-five, And it hit Goliath and he went down and David became the champion. But he didn't go right back to the throne room. No, he, the path took him to caves where he was alone and hiding and isolated. It took him to live with the enemy of Israel. And while he was running and hiding, he lost people who were dear to him while he was in isolation. Jonathan, who was closer than a brother. Finally, David became king. The path took him into the throne room but only to find himself fallen. But Pastor Lee says, you so powerfully preach to us on Sunday, fallen does not equal failure. Because he humbled himself and called on God and rose up to be the man after God's own heart. Who during this time has not reached for the Psalms for comfort? When the days were dark, perhaps you said or sang, The Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? When you felt you could not make it another day, Perhaps you went to Psalm 18 and 29 and said, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He's my sword and my shield. He gives power to all. When the news made us fearful. Did you look at Psalm 86 and 7? And say, in the day of my trouble, I will call to you, for you will answer me. In the months of unemployment and uncertainty for the future, did you look at Psalm 37, 25 that says, I have been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Are his seed out begging for bread. You may be down today, but help is on the way. For Rod and I, Psalm 37 has become our daily bread as we seek peace and pursue it. You see, the songs are David's songs. (laughs) The melodies are different. But the words and the message were born out of following God's path to his plan. 
during this time of isolation of being still. And oh, how many times have we heard it said and found it in the scripture and devotion? Be still and know that I am God. What has God taught you about you and the path that you are on? More than ever before, I understand being the body of Christ. Through the months, we have not been able to gather here in this building that we love and we sacrificed to get to this place. And I have learned how much I miss you. I have realized the joy and warmth, the necessity of communion with the body of Christ. You see, while he is absent in the body, we are available. How have you continued to be the body of Christ when away from this building? Well, I will tell you, that is the path. Go ye into all the world and the plan and preach the gospel. The path to the plan. We're on it. There is a process in nature known as metamorphosis. It's as difficult to imagine, but easy to explain like this. A green caterpillar spins a brown cocoon around itself and changes into a colorful, graceful butterfly. In the safety of the cocoon, the beautiful butterfly is gaining strength to break that cocoon open and be released into the world. Now, I have seen cocoons when I was a little girl, but I learned you can't cut the cocoon open to help the butterfly escape. To be able to survive, that butterfly must have the strength to open the cocoon and release its wings to spread and soar. The ice storm of February 2021 put a great big old exclamation mark on our time of cocooning. But like the butterfly, we have gained strength to come out of the cocoon. We are listening and hearing the voice of God. We are appreciating the family of God and the house of God as never before. We are more sensitive to the needs of others. We recognize and loneliness and we step out as the body of Christ. And oh, generosity abounds during this time. As simple as sharing cream for coffee with my next door neighbor. As to 
a man who owns a business in this area, HTO, who went to his company when there was ice thick on the road and filled up his vehicle with purified water when we didn't have water and what we had, we were boiling and brought it back and parked it in our neighborhood and sent out a message. If you need water, here it is. Come help yourself. In my time of devotion on my birthday, January the 15th, yes, I turned 69. The Lord spoke to me very definitely these words. You are about to break out of your cocoon of isolation. I wrote it down in my journal and I put it in my heart and I said, I receive it. Later that day, a very good friend of mine called and she was also stepping out of a time of isolation and she was about to make a very big move spend time in another state seeking the will of God and immediately the Lord said I spoke it to you for you and for her and I told her the Lord spoke and said Gala you are about to break out of your cocoon of isolation and look, here I am speaking a message that God has given me outside of the cocoon. Well, let's go back to the little boy crying on the front porch. He was unaware that God had already placed him on a path to his plan. It was an eternal plan and far exceeded being the song and dance partner of Shirley Temple. A few short years later, sleeping on a garage floor in Idaho with his family on pallets around him, the presence of God came to him and he began to weep and he didn't know why. But his godly, sensitive mother made her way to the pallet she recognized the call of God and she said to him, what you feel is God calling you. The path he began walking that night was one of sacrifice and it was often lonely. You see, I know the story of the little boy so well because... He was my dad, James Kilgore. His song was not to be the songs of Shirley Temple. His song was to be sung as a leader, a pastor. His song was to inspire a strong church that would plant other churches in neighborhoods all over Houston, Texas. He was to inspire people to give millions of dollars to missions and to help young people find their path 
to enter the ministry as missionaries and pastors and preachers and preachers' wives and over 200 men and women were his sons and daughters in the gospel, preaching all over the world. You know, he never forgot the songs he learned to sing for Shirley Temple. And he sang them to his grandchildren. <laughs> A song like this one, Umbrellas. Umbrellas, umbrellas. Toodle-lum-a-lum-a, toodle-lum-a-lum, toodle-lum-a-a. Any umbrellas, any umbrellas to fix today. And oh, how his grandchildren loved his little songs. But the hallmark song was when he would step to the pulpit, raise his Bible, for the word was the lamp unto his feet and a light unto his pathway. And he would begin to sing, I have a wonderful treasure. It's given to me without measure, and so we'll travel together, my Bible and I. And this is the actual Bible that he would raise and sing the song because God gave him that beautiful song. I would like to go back and read again Exodus 15 and 13. You in your mercy have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. Is this God's plan this time? I have faith in the one that leads me day by day. I have faith in the one that put us in the cocoon and now we're about to break forth as the body of Christ, as a beautiful butterfly breaks out of the cocoon to preach the gospel, to see every seat in the auditorium filled with people whose lives have been transformed because we learned the lessons of isolation in the cocoon. And now we walk the path to his plan. God bless you.